Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Amen. We are here today, amen, to lift up the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen, amen. It's hard to get people, amen, to come to church nowadays, amen. We know, amen, in leadership, amen, oftentimes it takes a crisis to make people come to church in hope that they may find an answer to their situation. Amen. But we got to understand, church, that those, amen, that, that look, amen, for the God that we serve, amen, you must have a relationship with him. Amen. We look at this particular text, amen. Jesus had called his disciples, amen, and he went up into the mountains to pray with his disciples, amen. And he began to tell them, amen, we know of the Beatitudes, amen. He began to tell them the things, amen, that they was going to have to face, the things that they was going to go through, amen, the things that was going to come their way. And he was giving them, amen, the way that they should, how they should respond when trials and tribulations come into their lives. Amen. You know, amen, that when you try to live holy, amen, that you're going to suffer certain persecutions. Amen. But I come to let you know today, amen, that God is able to do all things but fail. Amen. If you look around today, amen, this is our last focal fellowship service, amen, for this year, amen. But you look, it's hard to get people to come to church to the first service, and some, amen, just will regurgitate coming to the second. Amen. But how many of you know, amen, that if you press your way, amen, if you continue to press on into the things of God, if you continue to seek him, amen, you never know, amen, when God going to show up, amen. But if you don't continue to press, amen, you have no hope, amen, in him showing up on your situation. Amen. We know, amen, as leaders, amen, we try to get you to come. We want you to be a part of the service. We want you to be into the service. Amen. But wherever, amen, there's a negative spirit, amen, there's a spirit that work against your press. Amen. And some of us, amen, as our, the worship service was going on and, and I was speaking with God and God was talking to me, amen. Amen. This is what we have to understand, amen. Amen. When did your church start to grow, amen, you will find that it's those that have been sitting by the wayside, certainly because certain people show up, they begin to want to have the spirit of work. But you got to understand, amen, that in this season, in this hour, amen, there are some things that are going to try to manifest itself within our church and we must be on guard can I get one person to say amen you, you got to understand, amen, that if we are the salt, amen, amen, back in that time, amen, salt didn't have all the things that it have in it right now Amen. You got to understand salt was in its purest form back then. Amen. Salt was salty. Amen. If you take today's salt, it got so many chemicals in it, so many things in it. Amen. But it is salty. Yet, but it's certain things that can take the pureness out of the salt. Amen. If you add too much of this and add too much of that, it takes away the flavor of the salt. Let's talk about ministry. Amen. When you start adding too many things, amen, that is not of God. Amen. It takes away 
away the holiness aspect of the church. Amen. If you look, amen, the salt, amen, back then, amen, you look, amen, it was pure salt, amen. And the Roman soldiers, amen, they used salt as a metaphor, saying, amen, if one was stuck in his duties, amen, they said, that fella got some salt, amen. But when one didn't hold to his duties, amen, they would look at that fella and say, he has lost his salt, amen, that he don't, he can't stand the test of time. But I come to ask you today, church, how many of you can stand the test of time? Amen. We look, amen. During the test of time, amen. Paul said we are living in perilous times. Amen. And the Hebrew writers, amen, wrote, amen, in 10, 23 through 25, amen. I'm not going to paraphrase, but it says something about not forgetting to assemble yourself amongst the sink as time approaches. How many know time is getting short? If you look at all the things, amen, if you just open your eyes just a little bit, you'll see, amen, how time is winding down. Amen. You'll see things on TV now that you never saw. You'll hear things on TV that you never heard. Amen. It's letting us know, amen, that time is getting short. If you look at the plight of the children of Israel, amen, and God got ready to move, amen, he sent a word by the one that he called to speak his word. Amen. When there was disobedience from the word God would always send something to turn the people from their evil and wicked ways amen one text say amen those people who are called by my name if they will humble themselves I'll hear from heaven and hear their, heal their land amen we got to understand amen when you look amen amen at the churches amen in Revelations in chapter 2 to 3, amen. If you look at the different churches and you look at the different things that was going on in the churches, amen. And God sent a word, amen, letting the church know where they are, amen. Letting them know, amen. See, it's, it's one thing, amen, amen, to just not serve God. But it's another thing, amen, to come to church and go to hell through the church. Amen. Focus fellowship, amen. It wasn't about any particular church. Amen. But it was about the churches coming together to pull down barriers, amen. To pull down strongholds, to pull down division, and to let union and let strength and unity come forward. But we look around, amen. If we're not careful, we will fall back into the same frame of mind that we always been in. Look around. There's only one God, one Lord, one Savior. It was a time, amen, that, that, that we could be in a position, be in a posture, and we only worried what was going on in our circle. But now if we look, amen, there's things that have come into your circle. Your circle is not like it used to be. Amen. You got to understand, amen, when people are hard pressed, amen, it will create an atmosphere that's conducive for negative things to come out a positive situation. Can I help, can I help that two people that's got the Holy Ghost say, help me, Lord. See, this is what we have to understand. Amen. Today's congregation, we got to understand, let us not become weary in well-doing. The word says we shall reap in due season if we faint not. Anytime that you try to do a good work, you're going to have opposition. 
Amen. Come on. Every day you're not going to feel like you got the salt. Amen. But I believe, amen, and I come to understand that when I tied in on him, amen, when I begin to press in on him, when I begin to call on him, see, sometimes you got to go into your secret closet. Sometimes you got to get out of the, the eyesight of people, amen, because you got to be careful, amen. Sometimes even when, when you're going through a process, there's always somebody that will pat you on the back. But come to understand sometimes, we don't need a pat on the back. We need a sure word from God. We got to understand. One would always say, Zion, oh Zion, what's the matter with you? Amen. You don't you don't love me like you used to love me. You don't respect me like you used to respect me. You don't treat me like you used to treat me. You don't talk to me the way you used to talk to me. So we got to get to understand that God is a jealous God. He said, I would have no other God before me. But we got to understand that ministry is hard work, amen. You got to understand that when we say ministry, that means I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and I'm going to step into a zone, amen, where there's no word, but I'm going to bring a word to a place that the word can bring change. It's not about me, but it's about my brother. It's about my sister, amen. You got to understand religion, amen, with a form that if you just got religion, you don't have relationship. Amen. We look, amen. And we got to understand that the truth will make you free. I mean, but a lot of times people don't like the truth. Amen. They rather you tell them something good that's going to make their flesh feel good. They don't want to hear that they're missing the mark. They don't want to hear that, that we can't do it that way. They don't want to hear you tell them, amen. And hey, we got to be better than that, amen. We can't act like the world, amen. We can't do things like the world do things. We can't handle things the way the world handle things. But see, you got to understand the coming together of Focus Fellowship was a coming together that, that you can see that I can see that we all on the same side. We all on the same team. We all dealing with the same battles. We all have the same struggles. We all have the same issues. That your issue is no different from my issue. But nevertheless, if we come together, we can pull down those issues. There's some things, amen, we got to understand. Amen, I can't reach everybody. Everybody not going to get saved because I preach. But there is someone that God will put a word in. Amen. That will hit somebody that I couldn't hit. Amen. But the word through that person, amen, will bring them in. Amen. They will bring them into the house of God that their life will be changed. But we got to understand. Whom the Lord loveth, he chaseth. Amen. God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. Easter was about three weeks ago. And we, we know, amen, everybody had a form of religion in Easter. But where are they now? Where was the Easter goers? Where have they gone? And this is the thing that we got to understand. God didn't die for us. Jesus didn't die for us just for one day. He died, amen, was buried, and he rose.
rose again the third day. He's not in the grave. He's not hanging on the cross. He's not going back down in the grave. He's not going back on the cross because when he does something, he does it completely. But everybody, amen. The word of God say they have a form of godliness but denying the powers thereof. See, people are satisfied long as things at their speed. Long as it's just slow enough for them. Amen. Long as that they can be late and still be their own time in their own mind. But you try, amen. You try, you change the order of service one day. Just change it up a little bit, amen. And people will get upset because they can't find God where they used to find him. We are people, amen. We want to find him. We want it sometimes to be comfortable. Amen. Christ is not divided. There's neither male, female, Greek, Jew. There's neither black nor white. We all can see that we may be a different color skin. But on the inside, the word of God says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I got news for you. The devil don't start all the tribulations and trials we go through. Every bad thing that happens in your life is not the assignment of Satan. It's just his work. Can I help you out? Because God loves you. He allowed a storm to blow into your life. Because he cares for you, he'll allow you, amen, to have a fall. Because he loves you, he'll take you through a process. But you got to understand, saints of God, that in order to endure the hardness as a good soldier, you got to go through the process. A lot of people, they don't want to go through the basic training. Amen. They want to come in time they get saved. They want to come in and be over something. Amen. Every leader in a time in such as that we in right now, there's always somebody that's got a word. Let me tell you something. You should have a word. But every word don't lead you to be in front of people to speak that word. You got to understand this in your private time with God. That God will give you direction. He'll give you what you need. He'll show you how to be a help. Look at your neighbor and say, don't lose it. Come on, look at somebody else and say, don't lose it. Because see, when you lose, start losing your salt, amen, you, you, you got to understand that when you go through that process, when you begin to lose your effectiveness, when you begin to lose your word, when you begin to lose your relationship, amen, if you're not careful, you'll find yourself back where you once was. Let me tell you something. Look around. Look around this room. In every ministry, there's somebody in here today that is the backbone of that ministry. Look around. And I've been waiting for this day. Because this is what we have to understand. If we're going to pull down strongholds, we got to be unified. Let me tell you something. It's hard to tell me something if you ain't been through nothing. How are you going to tell me something if you ain't had to overcome something? 
How are you going to tell me something if you ain't had to conquer something? But we, we look and we look around and we look at the people that's here today. Can we take a station identification break and just magnify the Lord? Because look around the room, amen. We got, to, we got a group of people that's represented this of every church. But this is the thing. Where's the rest? Let me tell you, God is not divided. I done been to everybody's church. And see, when God gives you an assignment, he gives you the wisdom, he gives you the insight, and he gives you the direction to do what he called you to do. So I ask today, where's the rest? This is our third year of Focus Fellowship, and it was more of a drop-off this year than it was the second year. What are we, and that's the thing, leaders, what are we preaching? Members, what are you hearing? Because if we're talking about Jesus, which is love, we're talking about unity. You can't tell me that you don't love him enough to come to a second service once a month. Don't get quiet. You know what? It's always the people that come always hear what the people that's not here need to hear. So you know when people don't show up, they always want to know what happened? What was said? Well, you tell them that you need to be there. How can you love God whom you have never seen? But you don't love your fellow brethren and sisters in Christ to fellowship with them. Let me tell you something. There is a spirit called the Antichrist. And if you look around... He don't care what race, what skin, whether you're male or female. Only thing he wants to do is to infect you with his spirit. And because he's a he, that means he can't multiply, but he uses you, he injects you for you to carry that spirit and inject somebody else through the words of your mouth. I mean, you know, serving the Lord is not easy. And we know, hey amen, I'm going to bail you out right now. Everybody here by choice. Right? Come on, you know, we got some people that, that's in our churches probably. If you don't preach just right, if you say something, God give you something to say where they're at. Since when that somebody can call a leader in the back room about a sermon God preached, told them to preach? But we have people, they get upset because of the word. Let me tell you something. Every man and woman of God that stands before you, I know they don't just get up and just say what they want to say if they call by God. I know they have to hear from heaven. They hear from God. And when God gives them a word, they cannot go on and not say it. Ezekiel said, the day you hear the sword coming and you warn them not, that blood I'm going to require on your hand. 
Let me tell you something. I don't want to go to hell for myself, and I definitely not going because of anybody else. But since when, amen, that you have a leader, and yet you put yourself before your leader? That's what we call that drawback spirit. You ain't preaching what they want to hear. It's a drawback spirit. They draw back putting in the offering. They draw back paying their time. They draw back coming. And the first thing I want to see what they going to do now. Let me tell you something. God don't need nobody. Because when God gets tired of time, he going to stop it. But this is what we have to understand. That every church that has some things that go in, that go on, that is not of God. But we got people in wisdom trying to find the perfect church. Them with their bad self, they can leave and the church still won't be perfect. It just won't be as bad. I know I'm in the house. I, I, and this is one thing when you walk with a prophetic gift, and I never claimed to be a prophet. I never wanted any gift. But you got to understand, when God called you into a place, amen, you dare not, amen, say I won't go. But in this prophetic gift, amen, there's, God will allow you to hear what's not even being spoken. So you got to be careful what you're thinking because when there's a prophetic gift in the house the gift hears what you're saying without you even saying it it wouldn't wouldn't God prepare you for where he's taking you if you God's man, you God's woman, don't you know that God going to take care of you? Don't you know that God going to allow you to hear what they're saying even though they don't say it? In the wisdom of God, I've heard what's been spoken about focus fellowship. I even heard some of the things that the people have been saying under their breath that they haven't said to their leaders. But with the gift, God give you wisdom. But you got to understand. David said, that word have I hid in thy heart that I might not sin against thee. You got to understand, you got to, sometimes you got to hide that word in your heart. Amen. Sometimes you got to have that word on the inside of you that when times come, when trials come, amen, only you know where that word's hid at. Because if you allow people know how to dictate you, you let, you let people know how they can provoke you, you'll be provoked all the time. Let me tell you something. Amen. There's a spirit, amen, that's in you that don't nobody have to say anything. The wrong person can sit by you in a I'm out. You walk into a room, you know, come out. But that's 
Paul said it best. When I, when I try to do good, evil is always present. Evil will always drag itself in. Evil will always show up. Evil will, evil will even come through the mail. Evil will even come in a text message. Evil will even come over Facebook. It'll show up. That's why saints of God, we got to put on the whole armor of the Lord. Let God be our lead. Let God be our guide. Don't lose your soul. The enemy knows that he can't do anything with the God that we serve. But what he tries to do is to get into you, to disengage you from the God that we serve. You got to understand that God did things strategically. There was a war. You know there was a war in heaven. And there was a battle going on. If the devil wasn't cunning, amen, you, you got to understand that he's cunning and he's scheming. He was so cunning and scheming that meant that he caused a third of the angels in heaven to follow him into hell. But God had it all in control. There's nothing too hard for our God to do. But if we're going to stand united, if we're going to stand together, we got to pull down strongholds. We got to pull down barriers. We got to understand in our local area, in the region that we live in, we got to watch as well as pray. The church has to be the pillar of the community. The church has to be strong in the community. There ain't no hell for white people, no hell for black people. It just ain't hell. If you happen to make it to heaven and you, you're able to recognize somebody in the spirit and you're going to look at them and say, how they get here, I'm leaving? Where else you going? We say in that song, all I want is a seat in the kingdom. You sitting up there, you in heaven, you sitting down. And here comes somebody you don't like sitting by you. God, I got to leave. I can't stand there. But we have some people that think just like that. If so and so, if they there, I know I don't want to go there. The devil is a liar. All I want to do is make it in. But if you got hatred in your heart, you ain't going. If you got bite bite in your heart, you ain't going. If you don't like Sister Blue, you ain't going. Only the prayer in heart 
shall see God. And that's what focus fellowship about us are coming together of every race, coming together of every people, coming together of every church. And let us not be ignorant concerning the things of God. I don't care what color you want to say he is. If you call him God, he's God. Some people in their wisdom act like color is so important. Wouldn't it be something if you're one of those people that he got to be black? And you show up and he's white. I missed a turn somewhere. There ain't no recalculating. That's it. We gotta, we gotta allow those kind of things not to be in the house of God. We all got, we all know bad people. Every person ain't black. Every person ain't white. That's bad. They, they come in all races of bad people. But the thing about God's people is that if we come together in unity, come together in strength, amen, pretty soon the bad people will be a minority and the people of God will be the majority. So where do we go from here? Where do we go? If you ignore it and you see it, that means you're with it. Well, I didn't say nothing. That's right. You didn't. It's a danger. Just like the leaders. You saying certain things and we sit there and we don't say nothing. You're going to take it. I was saying it. If it had been wrong, I know Pastor Weber would have said something. That's how the Antichrist goes from place to place. And we wonder how that spirit got here. And we always wonder. There's always that person that can always detect the spirit that's bad in the house of God. And sometimes all they got to do is turn around quick. And they'll know, my God, it came with me. I thought I felt something. But church, we got to open our eyes. Tell your fellow church members, let them know what Focus Fellowship is about. Let me tell you something. It's hard leading a congregation. It's even harder trying to, de- to develop and do what God called me to do in Focus Fellowship. It's hard. But I dare not do it. Because I learned to lean and depend on God. But sometimes God will send a word that has to go across. I'm protective of Focus Fellowship. I'm not upset if people get out. But just don't have that pre-Peter mentality. Don't hang around just to see. 
or be out. Because you're going to be counted somewhere. Leaders, it's our responsibility. It's on us to develop a mature people through the word of God. A strong people. A people that can stand persecution. A people that can stand hardship. We know the people. The word of God tells us, know them that labor among you. So it tells me we know the people that's among us. So we should know how to minister to them. We should know how to pull them to the side. But the biggest thing that we have, that we deal with, what if they leave? We may say it don't affect us, but it affects every leader when somebody leaves. Just be real. Truth will make you free. Because you begin to look at yourself, well, what did I do? You begin to take inventory when people leave your ministry. But I tell you this, if you be faithful of a few, God will give you many. Don't worry about who leaves. Worry about who's there. Because when you try to get a sermon for that one, you miss God. Preach the word. Members, help promote Focus Fellowship. Help tell the community. One service a month. One. It'll be hard if I only came when I was going to preach, wouldn't it? What would you, how would you look at me? Come on, you know what you'll say. Where he been? And you'll start counting the services. He wasn't, let's see, he wasn't there, he wasn't there, he wasn't there. And see, that's what hurts fellowship. If you can be counted, can you be counted on? Accountability. Let's go. If we're going to do this, let's do it. I'm scared to do anything for God halfway. Because when we do all that we can do, God will do the rest. But one thing about being a leader, you can't be afraid of people leaving, you can't be afraid of people talking. You got to have a tough skin. That's why we don't preach the people. We preach the word. The word will find the people. So let's bind together. Let's not forget the assembling ourselves together as the time approaches is near. Every church has a mandate to go to the hedges, the highways, to compel the lost to come into the house. Do we have enough in us to say, if you don't come here, go over there, but get in somebody's house. I tell people, you ain't got to come to my church. 
But there's a church over there. There's a go be in the house of God somewhere and be productive. Can't worry about membership. Can't worry about money. Because really, I don't think any of us had everything we needed before we got started. But you're still here. So let's bound together if we're going to be in it. Let's stick together if we're going to be in it. Let's promote it if we're going to be in it. It's not one of those things where you're in the day, out tomorrow. Holiness is still right. Come on, stand to your feet. We're going to ask the man of God at this house to come and pray with us. Amen. And before he come, amen, just remember, April 22nd is youth night. Tell your youth, even if they don't go to your church, tell the youth. It's a group called, what they call? Connected to Christ that's coming. Pastor Fowler is coming. Elder Fowler is coming. Amen. If I guarantee you, if your youth come out, they will be inspired by those kids. They are, ki- they are a group of kids that when you see them, when you hear them, it'll make you feel young. Make me want to sing. They was talking about me and you, Pastor Maid. But you know what? I said, let them talk. But God has a way of doing things. You got to understand. Who baptized me? That's right. He baptized me. A lot of you probably didn't even know that. My first pastor. Go way back. But it's amazing how God will do things. I remember him when I was a ninth grader. Football. He wasn't pastoring then. We were still in high school. And I never forget this play. Right 256 fullback leave. I was supposed to follow him. He didn't know he was preaching then. He said, Follow me. You're going to get killed out there. <laughs> Did you see? And that was back in 19. I ain't going to take some of y'all. Thank you, go. But you never know the words that you speak. And those words rang out. All the time. Don't go out there. You're going to get killed out there. Follow me. Somebody ought to hear that when they get home. And I, and I, and I think about that. And, and I share and I talk with, with his grandkids. Let me tell you something. Don't see them as they are. See them in their future. Amen. Don't become a vision killer. We know how we were when we were young. A mass shooter. The same ones. I can remember coming out the gym. I didn't look like I was doing something wrong. 
See that laugh right there? <laughs> and you always get that two fingers in the chest. And you knew what it meant. Go home. He will load us all up, go play baseball. Keeping us out the streets. So you never forget. It's true. Train them up. In a way, when they get old, they won't, won't depart. So I remember those things. And I pattern myself behind those things, trying to reach the kids like they did us. So that's what we have to do. What was put in you, it'll show up. Amen. Church, let's give God praise all over this house. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.